the mitochondria can make ATP, which is our from glucose, the sun, or breath. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's how our, our body has fuel. The next source down from the sun are plants. The next source down from plants are animals. So if you, the closer we can get to the source and eat those foods, the more natural energy production we're going to have. So those who have a very open energy field, we can feel energy, we feel spirit, we're empathic, we're intuitive, but we, we're also, it's easier for pathogens to get into our open energy field. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Following the Spark podcast. I am your host, Amelia Rose, and today I have on Miss Jen Suzuki. I have been wanting to have Jen on for so long. She is a woman of many talents and has truly gone through what she teaches and preaches. So I had posted on Instagram asking my viewers for questions you have for Jen. If you don't follow me already, I do that a lot. So you can get involved with this process by following me on Instagram at Amelia Rose Rising. In this episode, we answer all of the questions that were asked, plus so much more. We talk about Jen's own personal journey and what got her and led her to functional medicine. We also talk about her codes for healing and that healing starts in the energy field when working inside of the body. We talk about soul contracts, sensitivities to smells, essential oils, food as medicine, and she also gives the listeners a tip on how to start off on your own healing journey with food. We talk about being highly sensitive, triggers and trauma, her perspective on acne, her perspective on the carnivore diet, coffee, and gut issues. So it is a jam-packed episode, and please stay tuned for Miss Jen. Jen, welcome to my podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excited to be here and learn more about you and your audience and answer some questions. You guys have come up with some good stuff. Mm, yes. So first, before we get started, would you mind giving me a brief background about who you are and what it is you do and what you're all about? Yeah, sure. So my name's Jen Suzuki. I'm a functional medicine, functional energy medicine, I should say, nurse practitioner. And I help people find the root cause of their autoimmune chronic illness conditions. I use food as medicine, energy as medicine, but I really haven't been in this spot forever. I haven't been doing this. My background um, years and years ago was in labor and delivery in NICU nursing. I worked at Children's Mercy in Kansas City. Um, I worked at a birth center and women's health was really my, my passion and still has a special place in my heart. And then I went through my own chronic illness healing journey where at 25, I was unable to work. I got so sick, had to quit my jobs and my endocrinologist didn't have answers for me and the functional medicine specialties that I were seeing weren't able to help. They got me started definitely. And then I hit a standstill and I was getting worse and I was losing my quality of life, my relationships, my vitality. So that's when I, I dug into my own research in between 14 hour nights of sleep and naps on the couch, just slept all the time. And I started to unlock what I feel like are the codes for, for healing from starting in the energy field and then working to inside the body. Yeah. So that's what I help people do now is identify foods that are best for them, 
when healing their body. And then also the energy and the trauma healing is really important too. Wow. I love that. I really relate to your story because I have Hashimoto's. And so it's so intense how the doctors, like they don't give you answers. Like they're just like, here's your issue. Here's some meds. And it's just like, like, that's not actually helpful whatsoever. So what you're doing is, is so powerful because like you actually have like the answers and stuff that's like going to help people improve. So I love that so much. Yeah. My doctor had told me my endocrinologist and doctors are really good people. They are, they want to help. That's why they get into medicine. Um, but unfortunately where we're at with medicine now is if, if you, if you firmly believe that medicine has all the answers, you're missing a large piece of the puzzle. Now doctors getting into medicine, my hopes are, and the honest truth is if you're in medicine right now, you're in medicine to want to change the system or your ego is blocking you from being able to see what's going on. You're going to go down with the sinking ship. So my physicians, my endocrinologist had told me at the age of 19, well, there's nothing we can really do for you right now. Um, we'll go, we will remove your thyroid and likely your uterus too, because I had multiple autoimmune conditions affected in all areas, thyroid, women's health. And uh, they said, but you'll probably want to have a baby first. So just come back after your first pregnancy and we'll, we'll talk about surgery. And that was their answer for me. And I wasn't willing to accept that answer. And, and I think like a lot of my clients, they don't know the answer, but they, something in them and their spirit tells them that something could be different and that's what they want. And those are the answers that they're seeking. Yeah. I love that. And that's so true. Doctors, like their intention is that they, they just want to help you. Okay. So let's get into the questions because there's so many, I don't know if I'll be yeah. able to get to them all. I love what your, what your audience wrote in. That's so cool. I know. I was like, you guys like came up with really, really good questions. But okay, so the first one that I see here is, is there anything that specific that you wouldn't feel comfortable treating? So just giving that one some thought. And I think what I wanna start with is the biggest thing that I'm not comfortable working with is when someone either, and they, this usually doesn't happen, but you never know what could trickle in um, to your patient queue. When someone either doesn't believe that their body could heal, even if they're not fully convinced, but they're, they're completely opposed to leaving the energetic disposition they're in. And then also if they, something I would not be comfortable treating is if they would prefer for me to just prescribe medication and not talk about diet, not talk about energy. I'm really not the best practitioner for you. And then the root of what I treat is really inflammatory and chronic mystery illness conditions, autoimmune. So if something's congenital um, or if there is something behavioral going on, um, when it, especially when it comes to pediatrics, that is not appropriately intervened with energy healing, then of course I refer out. But really most people and everyone can benefit from, from changing their nutrition to match their bio chemistry and then also the energy healing we all we live in a fallen broken world we all have trauma that we can debrief from the body okay. yeah that's that's true I love that yeah. okay so I'm gonna like alternate between the questions from others and then like some of my own because I'm really really curious like what has been lighting you up recently like this season like what has been tugging at your heart and like what are you feeling extra passionate about I love that question so I feel my spirit is calling me to 
birth a new form of medicine in the world, as in like energy medicine and taking my, my background as a nurse practitioner, my um, diagnostic and reasoning and treatment into the energy healing side of things and blend it into a form of energy medicine that I'm not sure yet exists. And maybe if it does exist, I'll find those pioneers and partner with them along the way. Um, and I'm looking, as I say, that's 11, 11 on my computer. So I'm like, okay, well, here we are. Um, so that's what I'm, it's really lighting me up. I really love doing our Sunday night energy healing lives on Instagram. That was something that just started as a, something we were going to do here and there. And it's really grown to be a service that I love giving and it brings our community together and it grows all of our gifts. So that's, that's really what's lighting me up. And then of course, diving in deeper into my own healing journey. I can't get enough of that. And I can't um, get enough of stillness when it comes few and far in between and understanding my soul and going deeper with, with my soul. Mm, I love that so much. I remember reading your website and like reading like your background and being like, what in the world, like, what does this girl not do? <laughs> um, okay. Numbers. Uh, I don't do numbers. I don't do spreadsheets. I don't do uh, data. That's, that's all my fiance. We, we joke like I know it seems like I do a lot of things when it comes to the health and healing space, but when it comes to like data analytics, go ahead and count me out, count me out on that. <laughs> <laughs> right. That brings me to my next question though. I'm so curious what, like, how did you, cause your background is kind of medical. Like, were you ever at a place where it was just, that was your only thing. And then like, you kind of had an awakening to the other. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm like, I saw your, your question about spiritual awakening. I was like, oh yes, at a couple, um, but, and they went in stages, but when I started my healing journey, this is like, people are like, you're like the crunchiest person I know. You're like, you don't even own deodorant. And like, this is true. Like I have other, of course, um, products that I like to use for look good, feel good and smell good. Um, but I, I didn't even own essential oils, Amelia, when I, when I started my healing journey, like I was not like, I popped some, um, leave before bed, took a Benadryl to sleep really well for night shifts, um, ate chicken nuggets for dinner. Like that just, I had the exercise piece. I think I was really into, I always have been really into exercise and sports and fitness. Um, but it was more of a social thing for me too, like to go to the gym and work out and, and feeling productive than it was about achieving a result, but I wasn't crunchy at all. And I remember telling my functional medicine practitioner at the time, they were so helpful in helping me bridge the gap from Western to, and to get into my functional medicine journey. But I was like, listen, dude, I was like, pretty sure everything's okay in moderation. Cause he was like, dairy is killing you. And I was like, I'm fine. And then we ran some blood work and then had a good heart to heart. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to get out of bed. You're probably right. So, and then that was my big awakening when um, the frequency sometimes we just need someone else to be like, Hey, listen. And I see it all the time where it's energetic, where we're at. The cells crave homeostasis always energetically and chemically. So as we begin to shift the frequency of our cells, our body's going to fight us. And so I began to shift and thinking, is this right? Is this what I'm doing? And I see people go through it all the time, whether they're already eating super clean and we're diving into the, the energy healing piece, they're kind of resistant or if it's um, like I was like, he's like, you can't eat dairy anymore. It's, it's, it's like the, the, the results are in. And I was like, I don't know, but your body fights it. And then once you meet that new frequency, you're at this elevated frequency and emotion, you're like, oh, this is great. And that's how the first part of my awakening started. 
for sure it was very physical and very like, I can't get enough of this. And I, I can't believe what these foods are doing. And I want to tell people. And really that's how my business started as I started blogging. I was in school to be a nurse midwife and catch babies for the rest of my life. And then it was a little course correction um, when I got sick and then how to stop school, how to stop work. And then the, the emotional, energetic, and I'd say spiritual awakening came up, um, came through a breakup several years ago. And it was like, you're, you're, I had the dark night of the soul of my health for sure. I remember crying in um, a church service and just being like, I just want to be better. And it was all about healing that day. And they um, had like hands-on prayer with different leaders. And it just was a really beautiful. And I was like, I just know I, I want to get better. And I was so weak. I could, you know, barely make it to out of the house and and my skin, I had eczema that was oozing all over. I was really, really sick. And, and I just knew I wanted to get better. And then physically the awakening came. And then later I had the, the I think it was probably the best awakening in my life. The one that was energetic and spiritual. Wow. That's so interesting. My spiritual awakening was also triggered by a breakup. And I remember telling my therapist at the time, I was like, I feel like I'm dying. Like I literally feel dead. Yeah. And she looked at me and she was like, it's because you are. <laughs> what and she explained that like it's like a death rebirth thing you know like mm -hmm. it's just crazy how the universe puts us through like literal darkness you know to be able to like re reborn like through that i love that and we have soul contracts with these people i have you know and we we tend to feel like a victim during the breakup where this person is bad and look what they've done to us but this is our soul contract um and it's it can be, if we let it, the best thing that's ever happened to us to go through that shift. Yeah, that's yeah. so powerful. I love that. Would you mind, just because you said the word soul contract, yeah. uh, explaining briefly like what that means for people who may not know? Yeah, so the way I look at soul contracts, and I didn't write the book on them, actually, Carolyn Mist did, and she's a wonderful author if you're not familiar. Um, and the way I see it is our souls, we're, we're co-creators with God, so we... And, you know, when we were a twinkle in, in um, the universe's eye, we, we had this plan with God that we also helped form to come here and to experience life and to experience another dimension. And this is all for our soul's growth, evolution, and, and feeling God. So we're like universe, okay, we're coming in, we're going in. And then we make this plan. And part of the plan is for people to come in and teach us things. We can have soul contracts with um, romantic partners, parents. For sure. There's no one has a perfect parent that has never caused them some sort of trauma. Yeah. You think about, you know, why would you have a soul contract with that person? Well, what is that trauma on the other side of healing pushed you to and led you to do? Usually that trauma has, has allowed you to discover yourself, to overcome challenges and, and to be who you truly are. Trauma suppresses who we truly are. And, and to, to overcome and heal trauma is to step into really who we are. And so without the trauma, would we ever fully get there? We don't really know. So a soul contract essentially to me means that we have someone that we partner with to say pretty much, hey, you're going to piss me off in this life, but it's going to be good. That's, like really, that's a good way to, to explain it. Yeah, we can have them with our coworkers our bosses, our parents, our, our um, romantic relationships, our siblings, like anyone, mm -hmm. anyone can have a soul contract. And I really believe that all of our appointments are divine. 
with people. And now we have the free will whether to engage with that or not um, to, to decide, but there's, there's no coincidences in life ever. Everything's a synchronicity. Yup. I feel like you even, you even mentioning that book is a synchronicity to me because we have a bookshelf in our house. And yesterday I was like staring at the book. I think it's called soul contracts. And I was staring at like the, the, the bind of the book. And I was like, I need to, I need to read that. I thought that to myself yesterday. And then you just brought it up. So now I'm like, okay, noted. Your life makes so much more sense. You'll be like, oh. and you'll, you'll, a lot of that, um, I wish it was different, anger, resentment, any, any of those natural human emotions that we all have as part of our human experience, you'll be able to, to observe them and see why they're there and, and why these people have been in your life. So chills. I love yeah. that. Um, real quick, before I forget, I know you, you have a, a huge passion about essential oils. How do you use those and how would you recommend people use essential oils like as a start off? Mm -hmm. So on my website and my blog, so inspirehealthbygen.com will link you to my blog, my website, oils. Um, I would first get a little educated and understand that oils can do, oils mimic the chemistry of pharmaceuticals. So if you have the education on how to use them, you can skip the pharmaceuticals and your body recognizes oils because they are organic compounds and carbons to the body. So the body doesn't put up an inflammation response like, what's that? Like it does with medication. Medications have their time and place. I'm not anti-pharma. Um, I'll be the first to criticize them, but I think they have their time and place. They're widely overused and, and for rightfully so, if, if the pharmaceutical companies were educating on essential oils and food, they'd lose a lot of money. So with oils, you can, once you have your education, learn from you know, podcasts, online sources. I would start with like a basic kit. I really am. Um, I use Young Living. I'm a big believer in, in their products, but you have to find what works for you. And every oil, every brand carries a different frequency. So you're basically looking for that frequency match in your brand, right? And that brand partner. Um, but if you start with like a lavender, a peppermint and a citrus, that's a good way to get experimenting with um, like a bedtime routine, diffusing. Um, if you have a sore throat, try a little peppermint on the roof of your mouth. It really takes away, it's like an analgesic. It really, um, with the, the receptor gate theory, it distracts your brain. So you're thinking about the peppermint cooling sensation and not the pain in your throat. Um, you can do a citrus for cleaning, swapping out, you know, your toxic Lysol products and using like a, a vinegar distilled water and citrus-based solution for your counters. There's so much you can do with oils. It's something that I teach in my symptomless functional medicine course and then one-on-one. -on -one. It's just, it really depends on the person and, and what you're using. But if you're using, you know, Bath and Body Works, Lysol, Febreze, toxic regular products, your endocrine system is taking a big, big hit and oils can be your, your healing ticket out of there. Yeah. I used to think I was crazy, but like I have coworkers, I love them to death, but they're, they like spray their like perfumes. Like I got, and it, like one of them will spray like his cologne, <laughs> like calling him out right now, um, all over himself and all over us. And like afterwards, like I feel like my nervous system is like triggered by it. Yeah. <laughs> or at least where I'll have new clients. Um, and this is really probably on me and something that 
saying it out loud, I'm like, I should put something on the intake forms. When they come into the office for the first time, if they're wearing heavy fragrances, I have a hard time. Like my eyes will water and I'll cough. And you'll hear some functional medicine practitioners or, or, or Western medicine say, oh, that's a deficiency in you. Something's wrong with you. No, nothing's wrong with your body. Your body's smart and a clean body knows the difference. Mm-hmm. So some might say, oh, you got, you know, your liver or something's wrong with your liver. And that is fragrances, correct. When you have an overburdened liver, they're really going to bother you. But on the other side of that, when, when we're healed, whether it's a food allergy or a fragrance sensitivity, a clean body will always know the difference. And likely the people who are bothered most by it have, have a, either a sensitivity, highly sensitive person or a really clean body that they've worked on. That's telling them that that doesn't work for them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The more I started following um, medical medium and started eating more clean, the more I've noticed like all of the, the things are triggering me more easily. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you and- do in that situation? Maybe for your, your listeners, when, when have you, how have you navigated that when someone is, is kind of spraying up and you're really bothered? Normally what I do is, is I'll, I'll say something, but nicely, I'll just say, Hey, if you're going to spray that, like, please. And it's my other coworkers on my side about it, but I'll just, I'll just kind of joke about it nicely and just be like, could you please, you know, not spray that on me. I'm very sensitive to things. I've learned that, like, I have to kind of communicate that boundary for myself. Like it's, it's important. Like, it's not something that I can just be like, okay, I'll just deal with it. Cause it, it really affects me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super curious. What's your favorite um, essential oil? I know that's probably a hard. Actually, that's so funny that you asked. I synchronicities. I don't diffuse every day just because um, sometimes I use oils for different purposes. But right before we started the podcast, I was like, I want a little lift and vibration of the room. So I am um, diffusing some Believe. It's a really spiritual and crown opening, third eye opening blend. Let's see what's in it. Um, Grand fir, coriander, citrus, bergamot, Idaho blue spruce, lang lang, and geranium. It's and lang lang and geranium for I really get into oils for women's health and hormone balancing in it. So it is on top of being a spiritual oil, it's a great balancer for hormones and it smells delicious. Like people walk in, like, what is that? That seems like something I need. (laughs) And if you're if you have. Um, for you and your listeners, if you have an oil distributor, you can always look up like Believe is Young Living's brand. So in blends, you can look up those properties and see if there's something um, that mimics, or you can always head over to my website or reach out to me and I can connect you with the Young Living um, discount and brand partnership. So my next question is, I'm super curious about people who have, have just, to go back to that spiritual awakening thing, people who are kind of in that beginner's process, like they're starting to realize actually like this food doesn't feel good to my body, you know, and they're starting to kind of awaken to that type of stuff and to that, you know, like big pharma, like just, they, they want more, they want to go deeper. So yeah. what would be your first suggestions on like starting off? With using food as medicine? Yes. So I like to start with a morning routine for people when we can take command of our morning and bring in something simple, like keeping a a small promise to ourselves, like to drink lemon water or to swap out the, the biscuit or the donut or the, the processed granola bar cookie or whatever for like something like a smoothie with whole living foods, we start to, to create an energetic domino effect. And those one little, sometimes you got to force it to begin that one little, the living water 
the smoothie, whatever you're bringing in, um, that's, that's going to be better than what you were eating. It's going to create this energetic shift. So starting with the morning, we all really have control over mornings. Mm -hmm. If if they say I work early, well, the night before, or we'll get up a little bit earlier in the mornings are the time. If you want to get something done, whether it's, um, food prep for your day, creating a miracle morning routine, meditating, journaling, working out the morning is your time. And all, and so here all the time, people are like, I'm not a morning person, your endocrine system, your adrenal glands, your hormones are built to be a morning person. Mm-hmm. And I empathize with those with chronic illness. When I had chronic illness, I was not a morning person. I slept to about eight or nine. That was about the earliest I could get up now with a healthy body that adrenal glands that are effective and, and healed 5am is a good time, 5.30 sleeping in looks like 6, 6.30, but that also means that you're optimizing your sleep by going to bed early, right? So there's this big talk about like daylight saving times and is it good, is it bad? What do we want to do? What do we want to keep? Think about low testosterone activities. They keep us up and a lot of creatives, they thrive at night. They're like, but that's when it's quiet and that's when I come alive. You can be that way in the morning and your hormones don't take such a big hit because we recover best from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. because of the moon wherever it is, wherever your time is, when that, when that moon is over you in that way, that's when your, your body's going to recover the best. Um, so hormonally we do best with an earlier bedtime, eight, nine, nine thirty, and waking up around five, six, seven, seven thirty. The sun is really in charge of our, our hormones. And, and so many people, you know, I run Dutch tests really frequently on women, their hormones are just all over the place and, and, and they're, they're confused as to why, even if their diet's good. And a lot of times it can be our sleep. Wow. That, that makes a lot of sense. And the morning routine is something that it doesn't seem like it would be that life-changing, but for me, like completely switched up my life. And I like that you start off with like a little thing. It's like titrating. Yeah. My journey took me years. And in my 12 week program, I always tell clients this, this is, this was my two year journey, three year journey. And all the schooling and all the training taught to you in 12 weeks. I don't expect you to heal in 12 weeks, but you're learning the tools and you're learning why, and you're, you know, you have materials and you have a course and you have sessions and you're ha- you're building these habits and you're seeing your body change before your eyes. And some people, their healing journey looks sometimes linear and they just, they move right out. But most people, you're going to start a morning routine and then you're going to start killing it with your diet and other areas. And then you're bringing in meditation and then you're bringing in movement and you feel great. And then for like three months, you're like, I completely fell off. And then you get back on and then your body heals. Healing is usually never linear. So beating yourself up never works. Yeah. And if, if you're having a, tr- a hard time sticking to habits, you're like, I know what to do. I just don't do it. That's an energy problem. That's energetic that can energy healing, meditation, getting into your energy and spirit body, that's what's gonna bring you past those barriers. Not try harder. Wow, I've learned like five new things and we've only been talking for like 20 minutes. (laughs) Damn packed episode. (laughs) Right. All right, so another question that's really calling out to me is, what is your best advice to sensitives and empaths to protect your energy? And how do you work with clients who are dealing with heavy stuff and not absorb it? Mm, Oh my gosh. It's like highly sensitive people, empaths, intuitives, mediums. Um, 
autoimmune chronic illness warriors, like you have my heart. I want to start with that because we, you are my heart and I am your heart. Um, when it comes down to it, Amelia, we're all actually sensitive, highly sensitive people, but some of, some of us are more sensitive than others naturally in our, in our nervous systems and are, are built to be more receptive to the spirit world and the energy world. But all of us are highly sensitive and sometimes people, we shut it off. But those who are identifying with that, that term and um, in this lifetime, it's for us. And we have that turned on and it's here for us to heal and to work with. So first thing I would do, if you're like, how do I protect myself? Like I, I get around hard situations or heavy people and then I feel like crap after. First thing is to differentiate, am I absorbing another person's energy or is my unhealed trauma being triggered? Mm. Because if you're... If you're a frequency match for that trauma and for that energy, it's like this, like, can you imagine a eighth grader counseling a kindergartner? The eighth grader is not going to be like, wow, I really absorbed that kindergartner's problems. The kindergartner is picked off because his neighbor kept picking his nose. And the eighth grader is like, my trauma is that my crush won't write me back. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the, the college student is like, my trauma is that I'm dealing with family struggles and trying to go to school and work three jobs. So if you're a frequency match for it, it's more likely to pull at you. Like that other kindergartner is going to be like, my neighbor picks his nose too. And it ticks me off. And then the eighth grader is going to lament and have a heart for the girl who feels like she's not seen either. Right. So if you're, if your unhealed trauma um, resonates with someone is the same frequency, you're likely going to pick that up. And you don't have to, you can observe it and be like, you can be in the moment and you'll notice it by usually when you're talking with someone, oh, me too. And that's an okay place to be. You want to have those people who you want to have mentorships and you want to have peer-to-peer -peer relationships. Um, so let that be okay. But if you're, if you feel like you're there to, to be healed or to help someone else heal, then just observe that dynamic. Or if you're in a peer-to-peer -peer relationship, we need that. We need people who are on the same frequency as us just to talk about life and to hear another human struggle. So first thing, am I absorbing another person's energy or is my unhealed trauma being triggered? And then notice if you're being empath empathetically pulled into that dynamic. Um, there was another thing I was gonna say about that. The zipping up technique or the blocking can work, um, but I like to go about it in a different way and more, more noticing like, am I resonating with the trauma? Am I being pulled into it? And always working on yourself. And then the, the, this is it, okay. The second biggest thing is I think a lot of, well, I know this empaths, highly sensitive people were healers. So if you feel like you're called to, again, observe, are you the healy, the healer or a peer? If you're the healy or the healer, most importantly, the one who's supposed to provide the services, people are like, I do energy healing and I pick up all this stuff from another person. Am I the vessel or am I trying to make it happen on my own? Mm. So if, if you look at your, your job as like an energy healer or a therapist or a doctor or a yoga teacher, whatever you to, to fix that person and to make their life okay. Like you're going to, I'm going to be the one that fixes them and makes it all okay. You're taking on too much responsibility. Think about being in that energy of control. I'm going to do it. Your body's going to get really tense. 
And then when you open up, think about your body becoming like literally a vessel, a pipe and letting this energy come through and reach the other person. That's your job. Mm. Might've been more than you asked for in the question, but we really, that's when we absorb other people's energy. I mean, I'm with um, people who are, I'd say if I see five clients in a day, four of them have cried in my office and had heavy, heavy things that were brought up. And of course I'm tired from giving when I get home, but I don't go to bed with it anymore because I've healed, healed my own. Right. And then realized it's not me. It's going to be God that heals. Yeah. I love your perspective on everything, but I love your perspective on that. That's you're right. Like that's not an answer that I would expect, but that's so like that resonates so much because it's like, if you work on yourself Mm -hmm. and you know, your triggers and you know yourself, it's like a, it's a different story. I love that. What is your perspective on acne? Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that question. Um, so acne, let's look at, let's look at acne from a physical lens and an energy lens. From a physical lens, your acne is going to look like unproductive bacteria in the gut that is being fed by foods and toxicities and, and it's a pathogen in the gut. And those pathogens have their favorite food. It's like giving kids Mountain Dew and, and, um, Smarties before bed, they're going to go, they're going to get lit. Like that's acne pathogens are getting lit in your gut and they're coming through the gut into your lymphatic system. And acne is usually around where the lymph system is. It's around the face on the back, wherever the, the skin can purge bacteria, parasites, toxins, it's going to be acne. couple things to think about on acne. Most people say, Oh, when I started you know, eating healthy, my acne got worse when I started eating fruit or drinking celery juice or having living water or taking this supplement, my acne actually got worse. And what's happening is those compounds are getting into the gut and ripping apart old biofilms and rotting proteins and and purging. So it can happen like that. And then on an energy level, acne typically, the gut is, is sacral and solar plexus, depending on where you're at. More of the reproductive organs can be sacral, but solar plexus is a lot of gut. So when you're not in your power, when you're overextended, when you're as an energy source, you're an energetic being. Think about your car like an energetic being. Are you empty on gas? Are you running low on gas? Do you have a full tank? Acne a lot of times is um, energetically symbolic that your your tank is getting low. That's so interesting. So that brings me to my next question. Like, do you feel that all ailments are a response from, like, is everything emotional? Does it all like contribute to that? All disease starts in the energy field. Yes. Wow. Um, Because our bodies are physical representations of the energy field. They're, They're manifestation of energy. So if you have, so most disease starts with anything chronic, autoimmune starts with a pathogen, usually entering or toxicity into the body. And when you're a highly sensitive person, your energy field is very open. It can look like this. And for those listening, I'm just barely linking my fingers together. And so you can see some gaps. A closed energy field looks like if you were to link your fingers all the way um, ridge to ridge and, and just have no gaps in your hands. Or mm-hmm. if you make a the number five with your hand, that's an open energy field. If you make a fist, that's a closed energy field. 
So those who have a very open energy field, we can feel energy, we feel spirit, we're empathic, we're intuitive, mm-hmm. but we, we're also, it's easier for pathogens to get into our open energy field. So when that happens, then they have to pick a low frequency center. That's where your chakras come into play. Is your throat blocked or you're not speaking your truth? Are you shut down in your creativity or expression? Is it going to go G-I-G-U, reproductive or um, genitourinary? Is, mm. is your foundation, your safety, your security shaken? And um, the root chakra, is it just going to be a whole systemic immune system effect? Blood is a lot of root chakra. Um, wow. Are you having headaches? Is it related to your crown, pituitary gland, et cetera? Does that make sense? So yeah, yeah it does. Your energy, if you heal the energy field, you'll heal the whole body. And sometimes what that looks like is removing trauma, yes, and allowing the nervous system to rest or getting in the energy field and removing the blocks that our ego or trauma give us to heal. Like some, sometimes it's clear as day, someone's protocol to heal, eat these foods, do this, do this, very simple. But because of their energy field, they're not able, again, to commit to those steps and that's energetic. So heal the energy field, heal the body. I love that. That reminds me of a quote. I don't know where I saw it, but it said like, you can't expect to heal physically without also healing emotionally as well. So I want to ask you before we get to the um, speed round and stuff, what is it, are there any questions that called out to you specifically that you really were, were excited about answering? I was going to tell you, ask me about the carnivore diet. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Okay. So here's nothing is black or white. That's duality. We, we, it's ideal for our souls not to live in that, but from a medical perspective, let me break down the carnivore diet because it can be very alluring. And I think it's deceptive to what's going on behind the scenes. If someone eats, so let's, let's not go into duality, but let's paint a picture. If, if someone eats um, quick trip and McDonald's for every meal, fried processed foods, and they move to a carnivore diet, are they going to feel better? Yes. Cause they're going to get rid of gluten and sugar and dairy. Mm. Right? We're not seeing the long-term effects on the liver, the, the drainage pathways when the, when the carnivore diet is going on long-term. Um, so could it be beneficial? Absolutely. But think about this way, the sun, we literally as humans, I'm not there yet. Um, there's people who survive off of the breath and sun alone. I'm not there yet. I don't think I'll ever be there in this lifetime. Maybe not. But so the the mitochondria can make ATP, which is our from glucose, the sun or breath, Mm -hmm. right? That's that's how our our body has fuel. The next source down from the sun are plants. The next source down from plants are animals. So the closer we can get to the source and eat those foods, the more natural energy production we're going to have. So if you feel good on a carnivore diet, that's great. I'm happy for you. Imagine how you'd feel eating more plants. And it's um, in full transparency, because this will bring up the question, is she vegan? Is she not vegan? I'm not vegan. I can't say I'm 100% vegan, um, but I can tell you when it comes to mitochondria production and removing cellular waste and then and oxygenating your blood and increasing your vitality, the closer to the source you eat, the better you're going to feel. And people will say, well, I felt like crap eating plant-based. One or two things are happening. You're eating plant-based out of a box and, mm-hmm. and, and processed foods, or you haven't found the right foods for you. Or two, those plants are healing you. I mean, I, I didn't have eczema until I started my healing journey. And if you go to my website, 
inspirehealthbygen.com and click on my story. It looks mm-hmm. like I was in a fire. My eczema yeah. was horrible. And uh, that happened from me starting to eat plants and allow a lot of the, the animal products to fall wayside for a while. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. I love, okay, I keep saying this, but I just, I love the way you look at things. <laughs> um, I have a very stimulated crown. Yeah. I love it. It's hard for me to see things on just a 3D earth level. And sometimes with science minds that I um, partner with or, or dialogue with, we'll call it that, that will come at me, you know, with, in a good way, like, hey, Jen, totally disagree. And they're like, but this doesn't make sense. And I'm like, what dimension are you looking at it in? Mm. So it doesn't always fly in the research world that I love, but uh, it sure makes sense to me. Uh, you're so, you're just so open about everything. And just like, I feel like you don't ever put pressure on people that you have to follow this specific diet. Mm-hmm. You just, you just want people to feel good. Well, it's our human experience. That would be telling someone they have to eat this way. What I do in my practice is say, here's what I've learned. Here's what I've seen work. Let's let it work for you. And it's also being like saying to someone, your human experience has to look like this to reach what your soul came to achieve. It doesn't, it's kind of like create your own adventure, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's different ways to healing, enlightenment, experiencing ourselves as the soul. And, and what we can do as teachers and healers is to help point people in the right direction. I love that. This is random, but how do you feel about coffee? Um, Okay. So usually what I tell people they're when they come in the first visit, people who drink coffee always ask about it. What about your coffee? What about my coffee? I say, it's not one of my biggest fish to fry right now. I'm not worried about your coffee. If we continue to work together for a long period of time and you're still having symptoms and you're having trouble with your B vitamins, um, GI symptoms, mitochondrial symptoms, then we're going to probably look at coffee. It's really acidic, changes your pH. Um, it's leaches B vitamins from your gut, but Hey, if you feel great, and your health is good and you feel connected, then coffee's fine. It depends on the person. Mm, I love that answer. Also, I find that everyone that I know, and especially like highly sensitive people, but like you said, everyone is, is highly sensitive in their own way, but the gut is such a common issue. Like why is the gut, like everyone has, has gut issues, it seems like. You want the physical and the energetic response? Please start with energy. Do we live in a world where we're sovereign and autonomous and in our power? No. It's really hard to, we can, but it's really, really hard to. And, um, and, and people are in their power. And so I can't say never, but it's that constant energetic thing in front of us, right? Mm-hmm. So energetically, a lot of us are shut down in that area and that propels digestion. Um, root chakra, not feeling stable, not feeling safe as highly sensitive people, our souls come into this world and we're like, wait a minute, what is this place? Not going to feel super safe until we do our healing work. Um, Mm -hmm. but on a physical level, what we put in our mouth and what we breathe in is, is very toxic. Our kids are born with more autoimmune sensory neuro disorders today than they ever have been because our world is increasingly toxic and the gut is that first barrier. So most people just have toxicities or pathogens that need to get out of the gut and their power to step into. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I learned earlier when you talked about the, the citrus and the vinegar spray, it was like noted. I'm going to do that. Yeah. There's just so many different things. I feel that 
mm-hmm. are entering us like through like toxins that we just not just things that everyone has in their house we're going to go into like what I call the speed round and it's like I ask like five or six questions and just give me your your best answer they're kind of all like what is your favorite questions okay all right so the first one is what is your favorite book it doesn't have to be in general or just right now uh soul contracts <laughs> love it the second one is what is your favorite animal my dog Oh, I know you have more multiple dogs. I do. And my Weimaraner came up first and then my Husky kind of butted her out in my third eye. Like they're just very different souls. So you would ask me tomorrow and I would say my Husky. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just who like whose energy is matching mine at the time. So my dog. I love dogs. What is your favorite song? Um there's a lot of my yoga playlist. Um, so I listen to, it's a wide variety. I know this is a speed round and here I go. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I would say it's like a Kundalini chill out and it's called I am. And it's like, you can really get lost in that song um, and meditate to it. And I, my favorite thing to do is do like yoga outside under a tree and then just watch the tree and listen to the song. It's, I think the album's Kundalini chill out and it's called I am. So you have to, you have to listen to it. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. The next question is what is your favorite plant or herb? Rosemary is the first thing that came to mind. Rosemary. I really like basil too. Really like basil. Hmm. Maybe I need, I bet my body's telling me I need some rosemary. (laughs) That works. (laughs) The fifth one is I was going to ask you this earlier. I'm, I'm just a huge astrology, astrology person, but what's your Zodiac sign? So my, sun and moon could you guess okay so I, I was thinking there it could be so many things I was thinking Libra but then I was like no she's an earth sign she's so grounded but I was thinking Libra that's or- funny I, my fiance's is Libra and I could see I could see that my and you're close I mean we all have every element in our chart right mm-hmm. um my sun and moon are both in Gemini so I'm very just like information and curiosity and so when multiple things like Gemini is when I connect, I was at a networking meeting with someone the other day and I was like, are you, is your son in Gemini? She's like, how'd you know? I'm like, you do like 5 million things. That's a very Gemini characteristic. And then my rising is Scorpio. So that very like emotional um, kind of seriousness, everything has to be very serious. Like, like, that's why I'm like, I, I don't, I don't play in the, you know, people are like, oh, do you watch the latest episode of blank? And I'm like, I, it doesn't make sense to me it's not it's not serious so Gemini was going to be my my second guest but I love Scorpio women um mine I'm a Capricorn I'm very shocked you don't have any earth you're so you just have ground you know, I think I keep talking I'll pull it up at the end on my phone I I have to um I mean we all have yes I have it right here let me see my chart something important is is an earth sign I swear <laughs> I have Capricorn and Uranus and Neptune. Okay. Yeah. Don't know all what that means, but, and then I have a lot of Leo too. So I love Leos. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Leo rising and then I, um, Virgo moon. So I'm earth and earth and fire. Love it. (laughs) Um, and then the last question is coffee or tea? Tea. Mm. Lemon bomb. Yes. Lemon balm is my favorite. What was the name? What's the other name for lemon balm? Melissa. Melissa. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
lemon balm is my absolute favorite. It's so healing for anxiety, gut health, um, nervous system, autoimmune. Get you, everybody go get you some lemon balm. <laughs> Literally, I did not know about it up until like maybe like six months ago. And always on my break at work, I like force myself, not force myself, but I try to have a cup of lemon balm. It does wonders. Did you have it for the first time at our retreat at Sacred Hearts? Yes. That, I was just yeah. hearing that. I was like, she had it for the first time there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I, I had seen it before, you know, like places had mentioned it, but it really like kicked in when yeah, you I forgot had- about that. Yeah. That was amazing. That was amazing. All right. So I wanted to give time for you to talk about anything that you're offering or just like ways people can reach out to you and stuff like that. Sure. So since we're talking about retreats, let me start there. We, I own a yoga studio, Breathe Yoga KC. If you're in the KC area, come check us out. I teach a yoga and energy healing class. And that's in Lenexa. I'll teach a pop-up class in KC. We have one coming up on the 7th, but our, our retreats is a good way to get if you're like, well, I'm not like super sick, but I want to learn more about my health and get connected with my energy. We have many retreats. We have one April 30th at Sacred Hearts where where you came, Amelia. And then I do spiritual medicine healing retreats in Yalapa, Mexico every January. So that those are all on my websites. And then of course, if you are seeking one-on-one through energy healing or functional medicine, um, you can go to my website, inspirehealthbygen.com. Same thing on Instagram, same thing on Facebook and get connected with me there. Mm, Perfect. I will make sure to link all of your stuff in the show notes so that people can get in contact with you. I'll link your Instagram and your website and everything. Thank you. Of course. And thank you so much for being on. I feel like I literally could ask you so many questions, so you'll have to come on another time so I can talk about yoga and about so many other things. Yes. Thanks for having me on today. Mm